0: If there's something preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Conveniently connect in a safe and private online environment, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self help, it's professional counseling, and you can send a message to your counselor anytime. Um, now, uh, normally for these ads, we like to bring in the Butterman from Pearl Jam's song, Can't Find the Butterman, whose site, ButterHelp.com, will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional dairy Uh, But he's asked me to take this time to really flesh out the character we've developed for Butterman's arch nemesis, Mean Mr. Margarine, uh, which we haven't been able to get to work over the last few spots, uh, so we can kind of do a a story arc reboot next time and and really get this thing going. So I'm going to use the copy I have in front of me as a jumping off point, and then we'll see where we are. Okay, so with BetterHelp, you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Um, So that makes me think that one of Mean Mr. Margarine's traits is that he is neither timely nor thoughtful, and you can't schedule weekly sessions with him. Uh, With Mean Mr. Margarine, a session will just diabolically appear on your calendar when you thought you had a free day to binge watch The Great British Bake Off. Okay. With BetterHelp, you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, and that's That's actually what Mean Mr. Margarine's Evil Castle looks like when he captures you. It's a waiting room, and the only magazine they have is Margarine Weekly. And if you read too much of it, it exacerbates any existing problems you have with depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, or self-esteem. BetterHelp, of course, has licensed professional counselors who are specialized in these matters, and anything you share is confidential. With Mean Mr. Margarine... Everything you share is confidential, too, actually. So that is a point of similarity. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. And Mean Mr. Margarine has a convenient, professional, and affordable radiation device that he's going to use to turn the moon into a spreadable oil-based emulsion, which will eventually cause the planet to spin out of orbit and freeze, bringing about the untimely end of everything we've ever known. Okay, I think we're really getting somewhere now. Um, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash babysitters. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, dot com slash babysitters. In 86, N. M Martin wrote the first book what became a Now it's time for Babysitters club, club. Tanner. Jackie. Guess who I hung out with this past week? Can you give me some clues? Um, it was your mom. Oh, Don Putney. <laughs> yeah. She told me
1: she was going to Austin and she was yeah. looking forward to meeting your boy.
0: Uh, she did. I hung out with your mom and your stepdad.
1: Not you. She yeah. didn't say anything about hanging out with Jack. She just said, can you give me Jack's number? I want to meet Cyril.
0: Yeah. It, well, we're kind of a package deal. Yeah. Uh, she just wanted to experience what it's like to have a, a little pitter-patter of little baby feet walking around. She liked yeah,
1: it. I know. She she tells me, she
0: reminds me all the time that she's ready well, to be a grandmother. She told me to tell you that she's ready yeah. to be a grandmother. Um, <laughs> she also told me that a couple things. One, yep. first, first concert for old Tanner. Primitive radio gods. Primitive radio gods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, Tube and maybe better. Uh, first CD for All Tanner. Uh, and I, I need face, to. It's the sign. Yeah, oh, it was the sign. <laughs> I was wondering. I, was, I was like. God, I hope it was Cruel Summer. (laughs) Ace of Base, The Sign. Tanner's first dance with the the music of the universe.
1: You know, it was was a hot new technology, compact disc. (laughs) And everyone, back in that moment in time, everyone was weighing heavily, like, what is going to be my first CD? What is going to be the thing that I
0: carry into the future? Mine was R.E.M. Out of Time. Which is pretty less, cool.
1: Less cool than Ace of Bases. The song you were
0: like, you sat, you sat there in the Tower Records or the Nobody Beats the Wiz or the Sam Goody in your local mall, and you were like, I think it was oh, the man. finest. We called there, it the finest. There are so many choices here. Yeah, but I've got this little earworm that's been that's been on the radio. I had
1: like ten earworms. Are you kidding me? That 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 album's a like yeah. hit machine. All that she wants is another baby. All that she wants the sign. And then you saw it. You saw the sign. It opened up your mind. Glad you and my mom hooked up so she could um, give <laughs> you all this. Yeah, non embarrassing information.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. I, I'm I'm good at asking all the right questions. Yeah. Um. So, what's anything t- else you get out of her? Well, I just wanted to. I said I told her I would get a timeline. What's um? When do you think little, little Tanner is probably going to be coming out? Sometime in the next nine to ten months. Yeah, I think so. So cool. I'll, we'll just we'll do, <laughs> and then we'll. <laughs> I'm gonna bleep that. <laughs> is that not how it works? <laughs> I it's it's how a thing works. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, a lot of people enjoy it, <laughs> and then like and okay, then a, a baby, right? Uh huh. And then a baby, yeah. So congratulations, Dawn. Yeah, Tanner's mom. Um, <clears throat> congratulations to you and to Jamie. Yeah. <clears throat> well, what a fun energy we're starting this off with. How about I introduce the show? Introduce the show, Jack. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitters Club, Club, Club a podcast starring me, your host, Jack Shepard. And I'm Tanner Greenring. Fuck, 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 that, that sounds works. good. Yep. And we both talk about the classic novels of The Hand That Shakes. That's right, I'm talking about The Princess of the Prince of Towns, St. Annabelle Matthews Martin, Stormborn, Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks, and Bane to Bats. She is the first of her name, the last of her kind, and the last hope for humankind this week, uh in our epic quest to read all of the babysitters club novels in order, we are mm-hmm. reading book number one oh seven Mind your Own business, Christie tenner, let's talk about this book, man. It was a f- very good book. It was a really good book. I it was enjoyed a it very, very much. good book this is I thought is it this... just me or is
1: Pete the go to ghostwriter, I would say five times out of six now.
0: Yeah, it's almost always Pete these days. It takes the fun out of guessing, but it's still it's still very. I don't it, mind. It, it, it's I screed. like this Pete. Oh, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I mean, I liked it when we got that Ellen Miles out of nowhere. Smiles right. for miles. Right, but right, right. Pete but this is just, like I think this is like three Pete's in a row. I think he's really finding his stride too. I like late Pete, late Lorangus. Yeah, like there was a middle period that's not for everybody. Right around the time of "Here Comes a Bridesmaids that super. It's special. when he was like he was doing a lot of acid. He had that
1: yogi who he was listening to, like taking a lot of vice from his a yogi. He did his weird album with all the weird tracks. Yeah, and played with stereo like it. a lot. There people are people like fans. it. There are some good tracks on that album, but yeah,
0: but it's not it's it's not for everybody. But late Pete, kind of coming out of that period, uh, when he's more reflective about his life, late Lloranges is it's just powerful. It's yeah. powerful stuff. This is this book was a tour de force. Um, Good book, Pete. You did it yeah. again. This this book is Anne M. Martin's Emma. Pete's Emma. Well, Pete and Anne's Emma. I would say. Uh, in case you're not familiar, Baby Nation. It's a novel by Jane Austen. Spice
1: Girl. Um, she was known as Baby
0: Spice. Yeah, Emma Button. Emma Button. Yep. Button. 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 <laughs> sure. <laughs> But yeah, it's a novel about a young lady, a dilettante, who meddles too much in the affairs of others. Um, Emma or this? Both. Yeah, both. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it is also marked, as is the novel Emma by Jane Austen, by I think some of the greatest prose in the English language. Oh, just the you're, sentence you're, construction. Are you just
1: trying to dive right in right now?
0: <clears throat> well, I was thinking maybe we could describe the novel first. Okay. Well, we can. That's on. what you want to do first. I want to describe no, no, the novel, and then I want to dive I'll into the text. I'll refocus
1: from my phone, looking for a good Lurangius Moment song, back to you. Not going to look <laughs> for a good Lorangeus Moment song right now. We could You're do it if you want. back on you. We could do it if you want. No, let's talk about the novel okay. first. It would be too confusing <clears throat> for Baby Nation. All
0: right, so we're gonna descri- I'm going to describe this novel, then I'm going to put 60 seconds on a big bad clock that I happen to have handy, and then I'm going to throw to you, as we say in the audio business, and have you describe the novel as well. Here's,
1: do you want my honest assessment of what you just said? Uh, Um, nah. Do you want me to be kind? Yeah. I'm excited to do it. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Was
0: that also your honest assessment? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But you're going to do it. Going to do it. Okay. I'm going to listen to you intently,
1: Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'm going to do my own thing over here okay in brooklyn new york coming at you 60 seconds
0: okay and starting
1: then, now this week baby nation
0: no christy not, no not now you're gonna wait for me to re- do it first then you're yeah, gonna yeah, do yeah. your own
1: thing over in brooklyn new yep. york then i'm gonna have yep. you describe the novel <laughs> <laughs> now what could that mean that was a joke yeah okay was about doing your own thing yeah what do you mean by doing my own thing like
0: <laughs> Look, I don't if you have to explain it, it stops being funny.
1: <laughs> what here's the problem is you didn't make a joke. If you have to explain a joke, it's not funny, but yeah. you didn't make a joke. You just said a, th- a confusing thing
0: Well, maybe you just didn't get it. maybe
1: not. I guess not. I and, desc- and if you have to explain it, I guess it's not funny. There
0: so. you go. I'm going to describe this novel now, okay, unless there are any what objections? should I do? Just fucking listen to me for once.
1: Listen to you describe the novel? I read yeah. the novel. Why would I listen <laughs> to you describe it?
0: Because I put a little spin on it. Do you? Yeah. Have you ever listened to one of these before? No. I like, no. I, thought, I don't. Do you, just, I, you don't just recap the plot? I kind of do, but I, I, I put a little spin on it. It's difficult to huh. describe. Like I huh. do it in like the style of a, of a, you know, of a genre or something. Huh. Yeah. You never listened. No, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Cool. First time for everything. Um, well, now I'm excited. Great, I'm, I'm pleased to hear it. I'm going to describe this novel now. Who knows what? I- oh, he, he's he just he literally just got up and left. Okay, well, I'm going to describe this novel now. I I can't. It's an audio medium, baby nation, so it's difficult to convey how sad it is to be looking at a FaceTime with a empty mic and an open door, and my my best bud just. Apparently not interested enough to hear me describe this novel, but at least I have you, Baby Nation. I'm gonna begin now. As soon as he got a beer. He's back, Baby Nation. Oh did you not finish? No, I was just getting going. It'll just be a minute. <clears throat> one minute. I yeah, I just Just one minute. Just give this t- this to me. It's like it's honestly it's the only thing that I have. So I guess in the edit we'll cut out immediately i thought i just assumed you would go while i left okay what well, you kind of you kind of led me to believe that you were excited about hearing what i was going to say and then you left oh i am i am no no no. i am okay okay well you can see why that would send me mixed messages though, right right okay all right just i just wanted to register that but it's it's yeah, like, yeah. no no biggie you know
1: no i'm super excited let's get into it
0: okay great i'm gonna start oh he there's he's gone he's got up and he left He's left again. He's like sneaking out this time, but it's still not, still letting the door slam. Okay. All right. I'm going to start. I'm going to start now. Come on. Get there. Get there, Jack. You don't need him. You don't need him. You don't. You don't don't need him. Just do it. Okay. Okay. Come on. Okay. Charlie Thomas and Sarah Green are perfect together. Sarah's good sense and patience are a perfect complement to Charlie's playfulness and boyish charm. And with his lust for life and love of adventure, Charlie never fails to find a willing partner in Sarah whose generous spirit will indulge him in anything. But when Charlie meets the mysterious and beautiful Angelica, he sees a world open up to him that he had never imagined before. A world filled with danger and excitement. A world that is passionate and wild and unpredictable. A world with sharp edges and high stakes. A world without Sarah. An epic, sweeping romance for our time. This is the spellbinding story of one heart's dangerous journey out into the wilderness. And its quest to find its way home. Mind your own business, Christy. Loved it. Yeah, thanks, buddy. That's, you don't even need to pretend, but we got through it. That's the book. It's a beautiful romance. It's a love triangle, if you will. Uh, it's honestly, it's about it's about Charlie Thomas. Christy is a bit character in this. Yeah, it's mostly about
1: Charlie and his new love, Angelique. Angelique or
0: An- Angelica. Christy can't quite ever get her name right. Christy can't get her n- name right. Angelique or, as Christy says throughout this text monica jessica harmonica harmony seneca veronica cressida spartacus and angelica finally which is what her actual name is pretty
1: good burn a little bit of monica in my life i'll allow it (laughs) a little bit of angelique by my side what were some of the other names Little bit of Jessica treat me as right. I
0: need.
1: A little bit of Seneca <laughs> is what I see. Little bit of me makes you a oh man. Spartacus. <laughs>
0: Good. Oh, I like uh, that. Mambo
1: number five by Lubega. Real name um,
0: David Lubega. Yep. Yeah, we talked about it weirdly. Yep. Jesus. We've. Have we covered everything now? If we're doing Lubega <laughs> again, if we're doing the origin uh, story of Lubega again... We've covered everything. <laughs> I think we've officially covered everything. Um, <clears throat> Tanner, how about you describe this scintillating novel? What a fucking book, man. Pete broke out his character Bible this week and was like, Motherfuckers, we've been talking about Charlie Thomas as Christie's brother for 110 books. We but don't we know never anything about him. Talked about him. We don't right. even know anything about him.
1: We don't know his motivations. We don't know what drives him. We don't know We don't know that he took over for Christie's dad when Christie's dad oh, left town. I want to get into We don't know that. that he's applying to colleges, you know?
0: Oh, now we know. We don't know that now he's interested know. in
1: a program in the University of Alaska.
0: What an interesting guy. Tanner, why don't you describe this novel and then we'll talk about. Charlie, we'll talk about Angelica. We'll talk about Here was a frightening love? little bit of, of resonance. This is, the, this is the shinny. This is where the,
1: the walls between our universes were crumbling.
0: Baby Nation, that was a Dark Tower reference.
1: <laughs> Charlie Thomas has an application for Stony Brook University, which is a un- in the Babysitter's Club universe is a university in Stony Brook, Connecticut. Because, but in
0: our universe? Yeah, because it,
1: like it, Christy and Sam are like, oh, you can go there and we'll just see you all the time. Because right. you'll be in town. Right. But in our universe, Stony Brook University is an actual university in On Stony Island. Brook, Long Island. Right. Not um, far from Connecticut, but yeah. Yeah. in an entirely different city. State. I will
0: say, though, that only the world's biggest babysitters club amateurs would make the mistake of thinking that Stony Brook was in Long Island. Right. Despite that. Yeah. That's, like, that's some fucking casual shit right Right. there yeah and if
1: if anyone out there has made that mistake i hope that you've grown and learned a lot in the last 106
0: books since you first
1: made that mistake
0: because if you haven't there's not a lot we can do for you it's in connecticut it's in connecticut Tanner, why don't you describe this book i was thinking maybe you could do it with a constraint that constraint will be that i will put 60 seconds on this big bad clock that i have here okay okay how about let's get the energy up you want to do some vocal exercises Yes. Okay. Unique New York.
1: Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. And I, Tanner Greenring. And I'm Tanner Greenring. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. 60 seconds on that big bad clock. Let's get this done.
0: Okay, we got ready? a heart out. Baby Nation,
1: at some point, Cyril's going to wake up, and then we're all fucked.
0: (laughs) At some point, more importantly, Sarah, my wife, is going to leave, and then it's just me, and it's like, there's someone else here, Yeah, and Cyril's not great at sitting quietly while I record. If his mommy's yeah. gone, but we'll see what yeah. happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, let's just put sixty seconds on the clock and get this done before that happens. All right, I'm gonna put sixty seconds on this big bad clock, and during those sixty seconds, I would like for you to describe this novel. If you are ready, sir, I am going to begin now. christy
1: Thomas wins tickets to a blade show in Stamford, Connecticut. Um, I don't want it. I don't want it. put it away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I was showing you showing the clock. Me
1: the clock. <laughs> I'll give you an extra
0: ten seconds for that. Okay, go. <laughs>
1: She wins tickets to a Blake concert. Charlie agrees to drive her if he can invite someone. She's like, fine. Uh, She invites Claudia. Charlie's going to invite his friend Travis. Um, Charlie's recently broken up with his girlfriend, Sarah Green. It's the summertime, so there's no school. Sorry, it's it's spring break. Christy decides to hold a clinic, spelled with a K, Crusher's Clinic, for the the babies who are on her softball team. Charlie agrees to be a co-coach. While they're there, Charlie meets a girl called Angelica, who's a babysitter for the Sioux. and he falls in love with her, and they fall in love, and, and Chrissy doesn't like it because she doesn't know anything about baseball, so Chrissy tries to get her back together, Charlie back together with um, Sarah Green. Uh, Angelica crashes Watson's car on the way to the concert, and they break up, and Charlie gets back together with Sarah. And time. Gosh, Louise. Yeah. Another car crime more car crimes this was a bad car crime angelica is the biggest crime girl we've ever met here's the thing is she's the biggest crime girl yes but she's also like she's sneaky because she doesn't present
0: as a crime girl she just presents as like a nice girl yeah when we first meet her she's sitting watching the crushers baseball practice smoking a cigarette and i was like that's cool that's cool as hell that's fucking cool as hell go watch the eight-year-old's play softball and sit on the fence and smoke your cigarette i was like who's that who's th-? yeah i was like wait who's that she's cool she, she seems any, cool does she have any white wine I could drink yeah <laughs> very cool so there's but there's no sign that she's a crime girl no. until until later in the book yeah she's when a, she's suddenly she's
1: a fairly chill well here's a, here's another issue she smokes yeah. cigarettes and also she doesn't know anything about baseball.
0: Oh man. Well, is this time for our hit and <laughs> underused segment? It's getting an, it's Ba-da. getting an awful lot of use lately, Jack. Claudia and Stacy baseball, baseball idiots. idiots.
1: <laughs> I think this off with the bat. Follow through with the bat. Uh, there's a yeah, lot of I suppose it is. There's a lot of baseball idiocy going on.
0: Angelica is one of them. Um, Uh, Yeah,
1: but Claudia and Stacy are another
0: two of them. Let me see. I assume you've got a passage. Um, Yeah, I'll just read it. I know, I said, a clinic. The first annual Crusher Spring Clinic. We'll gather the whole team at Stony Brook Elementary. We'll have batting and fielding drills, calisthenics, base running contests. If they practice every day during spring break, we might be in shape for the season. Mallory and Marianne were looking pale. We wouldn't actually have to do any softball ourselves, would we? Marianne asked. I'll help coach. Abby volunteered. Uh, Christy, Stacy said, this is supposed to be a vacation. Next stop, the Super Bowl, Claudia said, <laughs> pulling a bag of milk duds from behind her bed. Abby was howling. The Super Bowl is football, Claudia. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Claudia ultimately gets out of helping at all because she literally can't figure out which hand to put the mitt on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Claudia truly is a baseball idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we love you, Claudia, but you are
1: this week's Claudia and Stacey baseball baseball idiot. idiot. Apparently, she's a branding and a copyright idiot too, because Scholastic <laughs> had to pay a pretty penny
0: to be able to put.
1: Oh yeah, in this book. Uh, in fact, we should bleep it just
0: because we don't want to be at the mercy of the. Tanner and I football. have worked in the world of advertising. Um, in our in our long and storied careers uh-huh. and you there are two rules for advertising if you're in the advertising industry you don't need to to listen to this because you know the two rules there are two yep. rules one don't sing the happy birthday song nope copyrighted. two don't say nope, everything else is fine bleep both of those don't sing the song and don't sing the hb song and don't say SSB. sb, S-B. There you go. (laughs) Shitballs. Classic. So those are my baseball idiots of the week, Tanner.
1: Yep. Those are my baseball idiots as well. But we're talking
0: about these crime girls, man.
1: And Angelica. And Angelica's another baseball idiot. Angelica's not the the baseball smartest. Um, She's not the driving smartest either. She's not the driving smartest. No. Nor am I, frankly. You know what one of the big motivations for me moving to New York was? No driving. Hate driving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hate driving, bad at it. Almost lost my license because i had too many tickets before i left colorado
0: well you're a real angelica i'm a
1: real um, angelica <clears throat>
0: except angelica baby nation and i feel like we can reveal this now does not have a driver's license no she's only 15 she she's 16 but she doesn't have her license she drives um she drives claudia christie and charlie thomas her new boyfriend to the blade concert in watson's oldsmobile she Sways so Baby Nation,
1: he's, he is a vampire, but he also hunts vampires. Right.
0: So it's a, he's kind of an anti-hero. Yeah, he's mostly good. He's, uh, he's a vampire uh, who has good impulses. Right. He only no, no, kills no, no. bad vampires.
1: Right. There are worse things out tonight than vampires. Like what? Like me. But every other vampire but him is bad.
0: Yes. Blade is also a band. Singer, Declan Kelly... Oh, I kind of assumed they were one and the same. So you thought that it was a concert that these kids were going to, that all the teenagers were excited about. Yeah. Where a a good vampire kills vampires? On stage. That's what you thought.
1: Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice
0: skate uphill. bill.
1: I just thought, I thought maybe it was like a little bit of fun <laughs> synergy.
0: Maybe it was Blade the Musical. <laughs> yeah, it's Blade the Musical. <laughs>
1: I would fucking watch
0: that. Oh, my God. If Are that you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I would watch Blade the Musical so
1: much. Wasn't there a Buffy musical episode?
0: Yeah, there's a Buffy musical episode, Tanner. Jesus.
1: So, the but that's a... Um, proof of concept? Proof of concept. Yeah. America's ready for a vampire hunter musical.
0: Yeah, and the Buffy musical episode is the third best buffy episode what are one and two
1: i don't it's, obviously i don't care because i've never seen buffy but i don't, I don't want to get into it hush is number one Yep. two is the Probably one with the crying the angels
0: now come on you know you know what you're doing <laughs> you're not gonna bait me <laughs> look i think two is the body it's controversial and then three is the musical episode which is also controversial but if you don't like hush number one i don't want to talk to you tanner let's
1: talk about I've these never seen roles.
0: buffy but i know about hush yeah it's good
1: that's how iconic that episode is it's iconic the crying um, angels come Carrie mulligan's in it
0: <laughs> yeah 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 don't blink good you want to talk about christy's dad did i do the book recap already yeah wow <laughs> Yeah, we really banged it out. That's the thing about having a hard out. <laughs> it was memorable to me. Well, I hope it was good. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Christie's dad. We get new info on Christie's dad this week. Yeah, we don't know. It's We're 107
1: books in. And we don't know anything about Christie's dad yet.
0: We don't know shit.
1: We've been hearing about him since book one. Okay, so here's what we got. But now we've got a name. We got a name. What's his name? Don't know. I just know they said it in this. Did they? It's page 11. In case you're wondering, yes, I have a biological dad. Yes, he's alive, and no, I don't know exactly where he is. His name is Patrick. He abandoned our family soon after David Michael was born.
0: Okay, here's a picture that I have. This is why I invented it's, it's an audio surprise. Medium. I don't have context for this because it's I just I googled it, and I just googled Christy Thomas's dad, and the picture that came up, I don't it seems like Christy's like the age that we know her. They're both holding bowling balls. Yeah, it's a very good-looking, cool-looking man. Yeah, um, with a cool sweater. He looks like Harry Nilsson. He looks like uh, Harry. Is that Nilsen. weird to say? No, that's not weird. I I'm with you, Nils- Harry Nilsson. Baby is, uh, Nation, does everyone know what Harry Nilsson looks like? Yeah, Nilsson Schmilsson. Everybody knows him. That's that's resonating with with our listeners over fifty. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he looks like. I just Googles he looks Harry Nilsson. Exactly, he actually does look exactly no, like I, Harry Nilsson. That's why that's why I didn't. Topical reference. He looks exactly like Harry Nilsson. Baby Nation, Google it if you want. <laughs> the man, the man looks exactly like Harry Nilsson. Um, and he's holding a bowling ball in kind of an expert seeming way. He's got his hand in this claw. He actually, maybe he, he only has three fingers. Even. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, there's a potential where he only has three fingers.
1: Yeah. I, I also. So this is there's there's a caption underneath this. Yeah,
0: you, you. Well, he's, he's, it he's and he's got his arm around. He's got his arm around a young lady who's also holding a bowling right. ball, and she looks happy. She looks happy. They both and look it, like the, they went to the Gap, and the caption is bought, written. In, bought it in, out, in, basically. Yep. Yep.
1: In 1998. <laughs> yeah, Christie. The, uh, there is a caption underneath the picture that is written in Christy's signature cursive. Mm-hmm. From nice detective the work. That's only Christie headers.
0: writes with that particular cursive style and it says
1: patrick can be so much fun so that gives us a clue jack because in this book that we just read Mm -hmm. christy and pete revealed Mm that mr thomas christy's dad yeah his name is patrick but what
0: he does doesn't sound like a lot of fun no he abandons his family he abandons his family i mean i don't know i guess if you no, there's no fun way to do that no there's no fun way to do that
1: Listen, I don't condone what he did. Right. But he had a music career to pursue. He had a music career to pursue. And he didn't have time to raise four children because he needed to go be an American sing- singer songwriter who achieved mm-hmm. his peak commercial success in the early 1970s. Isn't this the plot of Coco? No, it's the plot of Harry Nilsson's Wikipedia page.
0: <laughs> Well, it it seems about right. Okay, so here's what we know. Here's what we know about Patrick. Tell me. (laughs) You're formulating a thought. He was a baseball player.
1: Oh, right. He taught Charlie how to play
0: baseball, and Charlie taught Christy how to play baseball. As I unloaded our equipment, Charlie hit a grounder to second base. Hi, and gimme, huh? I said. I don't remember learning those baseball terms. You never needed to, Charlie replied. I did. Dad taught it to me. Did I tell you my dad once played for a minor league team? Well, he did. I don't know many details. Maybe he left the team without notice. Ahem. Ooh, that's a pretty good bird. Because he left Chrissy's family without notice, Tanner? And no, I got it. Te- yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Bridgeport.
0: Okay. I
1: guarantee you that he played for Connecticut's own Bridgeport Bluefish. Okay. In Bridgeport, Connecticut. <clears throat> home of the Bluefish. Okay. Although it occurs to me that what's the big city called? Hartford. Hartford also has a minor league baseball team. Should I look them up too? I will. Um fine.
0: <laughs>
1: Ten or Google's the Hartford Yard
0: Goats. Yard Goats.
1: <laughs> so he probably played for either the Hartford Yard Goats feeder team for Colorado Rockies. Or Okay, the Bridgeport on. Bluefish, who are not a farm league for any major league team, that's interesting.
0: Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like it's like in a world where interesting happens. The thing you said like exists, but in like a different neighborhood <laughs> from interesting. The Bridgeport Bluefish do not farm their players out to any it's major like league teams. What you said is like so that gives us a clue. Like the property values are better. But it's, like, it's dad, like a 50-minute commute into interesting, and if you go during rush hour, it's like Patrick maybe an hour Thomas and a half to interesting. Never
1: made the pros; he was always a minor league player, which gives us a clue. He probably played for the Bridge per- Bluefish.
0: Like there's playgrounds and stuff, and like maybe there's a swimming pool in the neighborhood, and people love like the churches. Because if he had
1: played for the Hartford Yard Goats, he probably would have made it pro. He probably would have been playing for the Rockies with Dante Bichette and uh, Larry a lot, Walker. A lot
0: of people are willing to pay.
1: I'm doing sports names at
0: you. Come a on, higher price. You can for engage a me on sports Smaller apartment names. that's kind of in central, interesting. You know, yeah. Charlie Tanner represents Christie's father in this novel, and as in all good Freudian texts. Christy must symbolically kill her father in the form of Charlie before she can grow as a person. That's what Pete was doing this week with this book. Very interesting. Would you like for me to read the passage where she does that? Kills Charlie. Symbolically. And by doing so expiates the demons that have been around since her father left her. She never had the opportunity to do that. So she symbolically kills Patrick uh, by killing charlie in this passage that i'm about to read to you yeah read it to me my blood was boiling this is so charlie baby nation he meets this crime girl smoking her cigs down by the baseball field while he's supposed to be hosting the clinic and he gets way more interested in seneca or cressida or veronica or whatever her name is than in hosting this baseball clinic and shirks his duties frankly my blood was boiling In case you forgot, the clinic is behind you. You seem to be doing fine, Christy, Charlie said. So you can just wander away without saying anything? You can simply walk in, tell everybody about Jack Brewster, who's the baseball player that he's bringing to do a clinic for the Crushers? Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack. Be a big hero and then abandon your team? Will you lighten up, Christy? I'm not abandoning it. Look, I agreed to help you. Haven't I been doing that? But you're the official co-coach. I don't have a contract. I'm free to do whatever I want. He makes a very good point here, actually, but moving on. That sounds familiar, I shot back. I guess it runs in the family, huh? Now that you're so grown up, you can just act like dad? Charlie spun around. He looked flabbergasted. I can't believe you said that, Christy. Sometimes the truth hurts, I replied, storming back to the field.
1: Heady stuff. Heady stuff. I can't forget this evening... Is what Christie says. Christie, like, she can't forget the evening when her dad walked out on her. It's true, and she can't forget his his face mm-hmm. as he was leaving. Mm-hmm. But that's just the way the story goes, Jack. Mm-hmm. Patrick Thomas always smiles, but in his eyes, Jack, yeah, the sorrow shows.
0: But could I say something? May I say something? Yeah. Here's the thing about Harry Nilsson references. <laughs> uh huh. It's a it's a very small group of people who are gonna be like, oh, he's doing a Harry Nilsson bit. I can't live <laughs> if living is
1: without you. I and mean, the man wrote some good songs. I can't give
0: anymore. Harry Nilsson is an American treasure. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm in full agreement with you. That's why I've allowed you <laughs> as much rope as I've given you on this Harry <laughs> Nelson jag that you're on. You're not wrong. The man, Patrick Thomas, looks like Harry Nelson. Yeah. And Harry Nelson is great. <laughs> you heard it here first, Baby Nation. That shit is just fucking true, man. These are fundamental
1: Harry facts Nilsen, of the universe. great. Good. Looking through my notes, Claudia refers to herself as Claudius at one point. I figured you'd have some nerdy shit to say about that. Well, uh, Claudius...
0: Uh, Roman Emperor Claudius was some think a period of stability after some of the really tumultuous shit that happened. who was the one who did all the orgies? Well, Tiberius got down with some of that, and so did Nero
1: Nero's the one who did all the orgies. He did you- like the upsetting orgies right?
0: Well, Nero did upsetting orgies, but Tiberius had a sex island oh, yeah, that sounds I- fun i don 't i 'm not sure I think it was fun for some. Yeah. But not for many on the island. Okay. So
1: fun, fun for Tiberius. Service on the Sex Island was compulsory? <laughs> I suspect so. Yeah. That um, does not sound fun. That, that sounds bad.
0: Yeah, and co- actually I want to take take a timeout and say that we are we are not in favor of a sex island.
1: I mean, we th- that that's not necessarily true. If everyone oh, yeah, right. is it. willing, um, consenting, and down to do some wild sex island shit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're all for it. We're not here to kink shame. Right. If you want to go to a sex island and do fun sex with other sex island participants. Right. It sounds exhausting. But do if you that's do you? you that we're not it. into compulsory sex island.
0: No. Tiberius, Emperor Tiberius, that dude was. And Claudius is. Claudius is his
1: relative. Does he, did he have a sex island? Uh, no, he was, he was
0: pretty, uh, he was pretty chill by all accounts. Okay.
1: Well, Claudia can never figure out Angelica's name. So she insists that Angelica call her Claudius.
0: Yes. Good. That was a fun, that was a fun little uh, detour. I actually, can wanna... I
1: do a really quick segment, just really quick. I want to pop into a segment really quick. Okay. It's an underserved segment that we don't visit all that often, and it's been dozens of books since the last time we did it. It's my...
0: Strike against the patriarchy! Oh, nice! Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's, let's try to strike that patriarchy right down. Uh, Sam, would you please clean
1: up your mess? Shannon will eat it, Sam said. Shannon hates chips, I reminded him. Sam reached for the sponge. Bossy, bossy, bossy. I was not offended. Do you know how many times I, Christy Thomas, have been called bossy? At least a zillion. It's okay. See, I think bossy is a code word. When a boy is forceful and responsible, people say he's strong-willed or a born leader. But if you're a girl, you're bossy. Frankly, I take it as a compliment. I think of myself as the strong, silent type. Well, maybe not so silent. I tend to speak my mind a lot. Okay, the strong, loud type. That's Fucking great, Christy. Yeah, Christy. Good for you. You
0: fucking get it, Christy. Fuck Sam. Fuck Shannon. Fuck... Wait, that's the dog?
1: Yeah. Okay. Eat the eat the fucking chips, Shannon. Eat the chips. Or don't. I Maybe I lost th- the plot a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you're now maligning a dog who's probably long dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but your initial point was well taken. That's a fucking... Yeah. Christy laid a brick in the mausoleum that will eventually house the patriarchy and we thank her for that. That was a good ass metaphor. Yes, Very it. poetic Fucking way of putting that. Landed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also got Christy Thomas's motto this week, Tanner.
1: Yeah, this is
0: your <laughs> this is your new hit segment. Yeah. Mottos. What's everyone's motto? <laughs> do we do we need to do a segment for it? It's called <laughs> What's everyone's motto? Um <laughs> how can we
1: incorporate motto into a fun segment header?
0: Motto motto Lee crew uh I've got an idea. Motobots assemble. No,
1: <laughs> not that one. Here, I've got an idea. It's gonna be a limited
0: segment because we've mostly done everyone's motto. We I didn't, I didn't know kn- that. We maybe don't need a segment for it because it's real. It's a real short one.
1: Fine, no segment. I was looking at Harry Nelson lyrics to see if we could <laughs> fit. No segment.
0: No, it is a segment. It's called "What's Everyone's Motto." What's everyone's motto? What's everyone's Stacey's- motto?
1: We did Stacy's recently. Yeah. Which was about shopping.
0: We did a bunch of them recently. Tanner, I'm just going to tell you Christy's motto. It's a good one. Hit me. Comfort over fashion. That's it. Full stop. The Christy Thomas motto: comfort over fashion.
1: Well, Christy, I have bad news for you. It's 2018, and literally everyone has adopted that motto.
0: Yeah. No, fair.
1: I'm worried. Wearing- now people have their shoes off in airplanes and jack wears shorts every day. Well, I'm I'm wearing shorts
0: today my for this record my pajama jorts. Can I see? It's it looks, it looks like my regular jorts, but they've been so worn and thin that they're unfit to go outside with, but also Now, very I have a question.
1: When you say pajama shorts, yeah. Do you wear shorts to bed? Sometimes. <laughs>
0: That does not sound comfortable. <laughs> I wear these ones. <laughs> I've that worn sounds them. so uncomfortable.
1: You, <laughs> you wear shorts
0: to bed? It's like it's like you know how like limestone over years of storms gets like smoothed all the way down to be this like beautiful smooth.
1: You're still wearing shorts to bed? That's what
0: these shorts are like. They originally were jean. Once in like the dawn of history, they were jeans. But now, just from constant wear and like the storms of time <laughs> that are my thighs. <laughs> They've, what happened to your they've nasty been worn girl? down into these very pants. comfortable pajama shorts. What happened to your nasty girl hot pants? We don't need to talk about that. I don't wear it to talk to you just in case you see my whole body. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Nation,
1: Jack owns a <laughs> pair of tiny shorts that someone bought for a video for a company that we work at in 2008. Mm-hmm. They say uh, gangsta on the back. They say gangsta on the butt. They're bright orange hot pants and Jack wears them every
0: night to bed when he's not wearing bed jorts. <laughs> bedtime jorts, Baby Nation, we're going to put some limited edition bedtime jorts, <laughs> Babysitter's Club Club bedtime jorts up on our store once we get that up and running. Yeah, so look which, out for that, By the soon. time this episode
1: comes out, might actually be up and running. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Something something. Who knows. to think about. Tanner! Jackie, I have to pee so bad real quick. Okay, fine. I'm going to hit Pause. Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally thousands of levels that is Boredom's Worst Nightmare, and uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the... Jack's, Jack's jumping jerks, jerks. Jack's Jumpin' Jerks. And Tanner's Tiny, tiny ticklers. ticklers. yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time, um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My
1: phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in in best yeah.
0: fiends.
1: Um, okay, that's great to hear. And I'm really I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad but you're But now back I'm
1: in. I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it.
0: Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy shit! That's sh- friends without the R. Best this thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great.
1: Whoa, that's a <laughs> lot of notifications.
0: <laughs> All right, that was a fun, a fun little chat. Would you like, sir, to move on to another topic with me?
1: Yeah, I would. Why are you being so weird? <laughs> you just finished the conversation. I don't know why you need to, like, sum it up like that.
0: Well, I'll, I'm will going to take off the pants and underwear here to use a, te- a technical term Yeah. and say that uh, we were just having an argument about what transition to do because we actually took a little break uh, because you needed to use the bathroom. <laughs> mm. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner. Yeah. I want to talk about claudia kishi for just a second did you catch this once says christy when we were very little i was playing with claudia when she took a stack of 20 dollars bills from her dad's night table and flushed them down the toilet one by one she was waving goodbye to the last bill when mr kishi caught her it was the only time i ever saw him blow up to this day, I will never forget the look on Claudia's face. What the fuck, Claudia? What the fuck, Mr. Kishi? <laughs> what are you... Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just got, like,
1: stacks of hundos, like, <laughs> yeah. sitting what in is, their, like... What business are you in, Mr. Kishi, where it's like, oh, I just have all this, like, liquid... Money just laying around the apartment.
0: Well, that makes sense. He was like, how am I going to launder this money? Like, I, I've got all this like fucking cash in hand, and I don't want anyone to find it uh, until I can launder it through the appropriate channels. Like, oh, I know. I'll put it in the kids' room. <laughs>
1: Those people just think it's some kind of toy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nobody will ever suspect if my daughter, my youngest daughter, is playing with the $20 bill toy um but what the fuck hell. claudia
1: what the fuck mr
0: kishi a stack a stack a stack of 20s what does Th- that mean probably a stack let's talk about it this is actually this is what we call in in philosophy a heap problem a heaping problem heaping problem are you familiar it's with a that heaping problem we're dealing with baby.
1: <laughs> right so i'm gonna take all the money in my wallet out well wait no One, can i can i tell two, you what a heap problem three, is please
0: first or ten five dollars may i please ones? tell you what a heap problem is first yeah Okay, a heap problem is just, it's basically a paradox, whereby the question is, you got a bunch of straw, let's say. Yep. And it's a heap. A heap of straw. And you start taking individual strands of straw out of the heap. Right. How many do you got to take out before it stops being a heap? What's the the moment where a thing becomes or stops being a heap? And presumably you're putting all those... Individual pieces
1: of straw you're taking off into a new pile somewhere right
0: can if you want yeah but so at
1: what point does that become a, a new pile. heap and then you've got
0: two heaps then you got two heaps yeah
1: and then you break those two heaps into two heaps yeah I know,
0: mean four heaps realistically you could look at a small heap of straw and be like that's definitely a heap but it ain't enough for two heaps but I've got one two three four five one dollar bills in my wallet right all right now. so we're trying to determine now that we've set the table a little bit. We're trying to determine how much money is a stack. So look at this look at these five individual All right, dollars. You he's baby nation you show me five. 500. Does inter- that look like a inter- stack? No, that does not look like it. That's not does not look now, like a me, stack. Now let me let me double them over. So this is $10. No. Does that does, does not look like a stack. No, that's definitely not a stack. So let me double, double, it double over again. again. Does that look like no. a stack? No, I would say that does not look like a stack either. He's doubled it again. That's four times. That's $20. Okay. So can you I would think starting okay. to get there now. It's starting to get there. Right? It's getting it's stackish. So I'm going to say a stack It's a thin stack. A stack is so 10 that was, times that. Wait, that was that was 5, 10, 20, 40, 80. I've also just googled how many bills in a stack and I've got the answer which is 100. Okay, so 100 times 20 is 200. That's what you think 100 times
1: 20 is? 2000. <laughs>
0: 100 times
1: 20 is 2000.
0: $2000. So there so you go, baby nation.
1: Claudia flushed at least
0: $2000. At least $2000 down the toilet.
1: Mr. Kishi, what are
0: you up to? Mr. Kishi was like, "All right, sweet. I, my first daughter's a genius. What could go wrong?" <laughs> Let's do another one. Let's
1: get another Mr. one. Mr. Kishi here. was like, "My first daughter's a genius. She can definitely help me at the bookies. Yeah. Like she can help me like <laughs> predict the winning horse.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna
1: take all the money out of our bank account. <laughs> I'll stack I'm it bring up. Bring Janine with me to the bookie office, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna put it all on the winning pony. Yeah. <laughs> and then Claudia, the baseball idiot. <sighs> Sits and flushes each at Bill down the toilet.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, I want to talk a little bit more about this novel before we go into our final run of segments. I, in particular, I want to talk about the car crash and how okay. that happened. Angelica um, um,
1: steals Watson's car, essentially. She
0: steals Watson's car? She, do you want me to read the, you the passage? Yes. Okay, it's fucking powerful. Pull over to the shoulder, shouted a crackly, amplified voice. "Uh Uh-oh, Claudia murmured. You see, I said, Angelica was slowing down now. Switch seats, she hissed to Charlie. Charlie gave her a look. What? When I'm going slow enough, grab the steering wheel and let me slip underneath you. Fucking hell, this is a new side of Angelica, people. Angelica said, then you slide into the driver's seat. You gotta be kidding, I said. I can't do that charlie protested the cop is definitely gonna notice that it's an insane thing to do they're like not even like while they're driving slowly they're on the fucking highway too they're on the way to a blade concert that's a bad idea you have to do it angelica exclaimed i don't have a license Charlie's jaw dropped. The car was on the shoulder now, slowing down, weaving. Angelica was in a panic. Just take the wheel, Charlie. Through the windshield, a guardrail loomed closer. Watch out, Claudia screamed. Angelica slammed on the brakes. She yanked the steering wheel to the left. The car was fishtailing, heading straight for the rail. Ah! Ah! Screamed Claudia. Or maybe it was me. I couldn't tell. With a sickening crunch, we hit. Second car crime, right, a second car crime in, in many recent books. memory. In recent memory, a lot of car crimes. Last um, time it
1: was Aunt Cecile doing car crimes on the boy Squirt. Uh-huh. Now, now we have it's Angelica doing car crimes on Charlie,
0: Claudia, Christy,
1: and Christy.
0: A guardrail and oh, Watson's yeah. Oldsmobile, and the state of Connecticut, and the state of Connecticut. Yeah. The state of Connecticut,
1: V. Angelica. The crime, car. Right. The perpetrator,
0: uh, Seneca, or Veronica. Veronica. Or Monica Cressida. In my okay. life. Yeah, I got it. A little I bit of it. you
1: makes me oh man. A little <laughs> bit
0: of Spartacus on my mind. Um, Tanner, I was just singing, which uh, is something I don't normally condone, but I'd like for you now to sing. Beep, uh, beep, Pete. Pete, beep, Pete. <laughs> Pete LaRanges.
1: Pete LaRanges. Oh, beep, beep, Pete. Pete, Pete, Pete. Pete Loranges. That was set to the tune of Shake Your Booty by a band, and it was sent in by Baby <laughs> B. Rosie. Thank you, Baby B. Rosie.
0: Yep, that was very good. Why is Sandra singing that? new baby bees? Well, we're not going to tell you why you're bees, but we are going to tell you what the segment is. You haven't earned that yet. We will tell you what the segment is. It is a segment wherein we talk about the moment whereby either one of us realized definitively and for all time that this book could only have been ghostwritten by the great sweet Peter Larangius.
1: The moment we realized that we were nipple deep in a sea of sweet Pete,
0: kissing sweet Pete, sweet feet, this This week. week. Tanner, what was your uh, laryngous moment this week?
1: Well, I don't know, Jack, because I have Facebook Messenger open
0: looking okay. for laryngous
1: moment songs. Baby mm-hmm. Nation, please do keep those coming in. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of laryngous these days, and we need
0: songs. Yep, that's the thing about being nippled deep in a deep sea of sweet, sweet Pete's sweet, sweet treats this week is you need a lot of laryngous moment songs. Uh, so thank you to everybody who has been sending them in We greatly appreciate them and i really enjoy reading them uh, bart and i there we go, are still so friends reading okay
1: we used to be something well more not ever exactly boyfriend and girlfriend but he thought we were so we had to cool things off sort of a breakup so we could just be plain pals does that make sense i guess you could say bart and i have a real seesaw relationship so do the crushers and i they're my team Sometimes they're gung-ho, but lately they've been very ho-hum. Ha <laughs> Good! Well, then fucking play on words. Yeah, right? The uh, pulp nymph strikes again.
0: The pulp nymph dancing across the pages, mm. sprinkling his magic fairy dust all around for all of us to enjoy. Here's mine, Tanner. Yeah. Stacy says that if I'd grown up in New York City like she did, I'd have a fashion sense, too. Which is sort of like saying that wombats could speak if they went to school. <laughs> what a mind. What a That's mind. It's kind of a self burn too. It's a self burn on Christie. Um and it's also a lesser ghostwriter, and I'm not gonna name names, but a lesser ghostwriter would just be a, would just I'll say, name names. Fuck it. Okay, the entity. Don't. Let's not oh Jesus. Nola Thacker, Alan Miles,
1: Suzanne Wayne. <sighs> you named all the names, I think. Is that it? Is that really all the Ghost Riders?
0: Yeah. Oh, here comes my wife. She's leaving. She's bringing me the child.
1: Oh, the child's here. Hello, boy. (laughs) He has a lot of
0: thoughts about the club. Yeah. Here's what I'd like for you to do, darling. Well, first of all, I want to show you him to Tanner.
1: Hello, boy. Look,
0: Look what he's wearing.
1: You're looking very handsome today.
0: Oshkosh. You're wearing Oshkosh overalls. Oshkosh overalls. I'd like for you to bring me the stroller so I can have it alongside me.
1: No, we're good. We'll just be in your lap. We only have about ten minutes left to go.
0: Okay. Uh. 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 Cyril, say something into the mic. Uh. <laughs> 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 what a cutie. He likes the microphone.
1: Now yeah. he's squeezing the mic, baby nation. He likes the. <laughs> he likes the pop filter <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> He's having so much fun over there. Uh, you ah, want to bite it? He, wants tr- it? he wants to taste everything. Now he's biting the mic.
0: <laughs> he's a real genius, just like his daddy. Yeah. Okay, it we're seems gonna that... put him in this chair now. Uh,
1: <laughs> he really only has one <laughs> idea he likes to express, and it's... I mean, that's where he's uh, at right now.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh. He sounds like you after I've done one of my descriptions. <laughs> I loved uh. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eh. <laughs> um, You name yeah. names. I name names. Those are all the names.
1: I'm not Those afraid are all to names. put them
0: on blast. You guys we'll know what blast. you're doing. Oh, and by lesser ghostwriters, we, we mean three or four of the greatest writers in history. Oh, yeah.
1: No, no, no. Sorry. Lesser ghostwriters, but greater writers. Greater writers.
0: Yeah. Uh, But they would just say, Stacey grew up in New York, and she's got a good sense of fashion. Forget about Pete, it. Pete... He brings wombats into it. Did and you say Peep? I said Pete. <laughs> I let's not dwell on every. Let's, re, let's take game. a quick
1: rewind. Let's okay. listen back. <laughs> Forget about
0: Pete. It. Pete brings wombats into it. Did and you say sp- Peep? I sounded I, an awful lot like Peep to me. <laughs> sounded like Pete to me. Pete Tanner. I don't want to have to say wombats again. <laughs> but he paints you this wonderful picture of wombats in school. Speaking English. We think. Actually it could be anything. Anyway, Pete. Japanese. What a man. Tanner. Tanner, Jack. what's what's behind that door? That one? He's pointing at his door. Is that your playroom?
1: No, it's the hallway. And then it goes out okay. to the living room. Where Jamie's do you keep your Hercules? Where do
0: you where do you keep your Xbox and stuff?
1: Living room. Okay. It's by the it's connected to the TV, it's in the living room. It's, should I go in? To my living room? Your playroom my playroom we just call it the living room <laughs> isn't that where you keep your
0: xbox and stuff yeah in the living room jack i know but then doesn't that make it to play your playroom i mean i guess danner i'm trying to introduce a segment it's called alan gray, alan gray will, will see you, see you
1: now, now. <laughs> it upsets cyril he hates it sorry because- actually no that uh, that occurs to me is cyril kink shaming I think so, yeah. He starts crying whenever we talk about Alan Gray's weird room. He just doesn't like Overwatch. The
0: Xbox game. Yeah. Yeah. We got there. Jenner, <laughs> <laughs> can I tell Alan Gray, will see you now, is a hit new, a fantastic, I would say it's our best segment. Best segment. Best new segment. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. It's It's basically what Alan Gray did this week. Yeah. Can I tell you it? It's just good stuff from Alan Gray. We we didn't dwell on this that much, but Charlie manages to get a major league baseball player to come and yeah. What was his name? His name was Jake Brewster. Yeah, he played. He was a Hall of Famer for the Mets. Uh, to come and talk to Christie's Crushers, fucking dumped ass Bart Bashir. Yeah, he's, he's Bart Bashers. Of a he's hot to trot again. All of a sudden, he's hot to trot. All of a sudden. Christie's not too good for him anymore, and now he's showing up with his whole Barts Bastards team because Jake Brewster's coming to town. Is Jake Brewster a real person? Did you look it up? Uh, No, I didn't. Jake Brewster shows up at the Christie's Crusher's practice. Word must have leaked out, says Christie, among the SMS students, because a whole gang of them had gathered, too. Alan Gray had brought a stack of index cards for autographs. Brewster had signed about three before I caught Alan and chased him away. I heard him yelling, get your autographs, $5 each, that dork. (laughs) What a winner. What a winner. Alan Gray, killing it out there. Alan Gray and Tanner, before we move into our final segment, I feel like I would be remiss if I did not mention an appearance from the handsomest man in Stony Brook. John Pike? John Pike. It's mr n- pike will see you now mr pike will see you now <laughs> and that's there's no xbox in that playroom p doesn't give us much mm, he's he's he just tantalizes us he doesn't he tantalizes us whenever john pike comes on it's just it's just a taste here's what we got this week just tickles us hi jess arena mr pike called out when jesse showed up get it jesse plus ballerina says Christy. Grown-ups can be so corny. That's not corny. That's dreamy. That is a dreamy. <laughs> that is a dreamy thing to say. It's a very dreamboat thing to say. Jack, you know me. I love John Pike. Oh, who, who the fuck does it? It's pretty corny. It's dreamy though, from
1: John Pike. I don't know, man. I think even the most handsome dude in the world saying combining Jesse and Ballerina into a portmanteau, Jess Arena. Let's try it. You
0: want to cue up some se- some sexy music, and I'll try it. Okay. Got it? Nah, 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 Not from you. Nah, nah, Not from you. Nah, nah. Not from you. Oh, okay. Not from you. Okay. We should probably okay. go
1: something that's copyright-free, too. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay, got it?
0: Yep. Hey, Jess Arena. It's a portmanteau of Jesse and Ballerina.
1: <laughs> it's worse when you explain it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me try again. Can I take one more run at
1: it? I feel like John Pike is trying to do, like... Uh, what was the Rob Schneider's character on SNL called? Copy guy. Like that's what he's trying to do. Ballerina. Hey, Oh,
0: uh, Yeah, Just Arena. No, that's not good. All right, let me try. One, let me try one more. Ballerina Jesse making the copies. <laughs> one more. Let me get. Let me go one more. Cue up sexy music. It's cute. Hey, Jess Arena. <laughs> it's. A portmanteau of Jesse.
1: It's hard to take you seriously when there's a baby trying to tear your headphones off. And
0: Valentina. I think I got this baby. You know I got this baby.
1: Doing sex.
0: Yes, and you know how you get to that to do sex? Erotic John Pike. Role play, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least in my household, I don't know how y'all do it out there in the baby nation. That's how we do it over here.
1: Jack, we have one yep. more segment we have to hit before we yep. go because we hit it every week because it's <laughs> okay. in the name. It's called the. Cyril liked it. Yeah! <laughs> He's giggling. <laughs> he likes Burn of the Week. He has knocked your mic off balance, though, so please put it right back.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Tanner, did you have this week a Burn of the Week? Um, I did. Did you? Yeah, I certain, certainly did.
1: As Charlie pulled away from the curb, he started singing along with the radio. Ooh! I am the remains of a love that time forgot. I don't know how we made it home without barfing. Charlie's voice sounded like a cry of a dying moose. When the junk bucket stopped in front of our house, Abby nearly sprinted home. What's her hurry? Charlie asked. Allergies, I
0: said. To your singing, I wanted to add... How is that your burn and not my burn? (laughs) What do you mean? Well, if anyone's allergic to anyone singing, it's me to yours. My singing's good. I okay. I have a beautiful voice, voice of an angel. I disagree.
1: (laughs) Well, you're wrong.
0: I like. I'm not sure if I want to have that conversation right now. Right when we're getting to the end of
1: a record.
0: I have the voice of an angel. Baby Nation agrees.
1: It's like ear sex.
0: Mm. Is this our sexiest episode ever? This is our sexiest episode. We have mentioned sex yeah, ba- several times, but Baby only Nation. in clinical terms. Actually, Baby Nation. Yeah. If you, and do whatever you want, but if you're going to make love to any Babysitter's Club Club episode, yeah. this is the one. Sorry, when you make love to... Uh, Sorry. When you make love, when you next make love to a, to babysitter's, a babysitter's Club yep. Club episode, put, throw this one on. This one's the one. Trust me. Your partner's going to appreciate it. Yep. Oh, hang on just a second. You'll say, hang on just a second. Let me dim the lights, and um, I'm going to put on uh, put on something to get us in the mood. Yeah. Oh, uh, what what is it? And then you're going to say, it's mind your own business, Christy, episode <laughs> 110 of the Babysitter's <laughs> uh-huh. Club. Club. Yeah. Just cue it up. And then everyone in the and room will do just it start up. everywhere. Okay, I'm going to bleep that. What was your burn of the week, Jack? Um, That's a great question. Anyway, I said loudly, I really appreciate your help, Charlie. A lot. You know, I was thinking, how can I possibly repay my brother? Uh, You don't have to. How about having lunch at the Argo tomorrow, right after practice? (laughs) Charlie finally put the... How about having lunch at the Argo tomorrow, right after practice? Charlie finally... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Charlie finally put the game on pause and turned around. You're my little sister. What if someone sees me? <laughs> <laughs> Good, nailed it, Charlie. Killing it, killing it, Charlie. Cyril Winter. is
1: the most talkative boy in the world. This is too much. Your baby's being too cute. He's trying to tear your headphones off. He's trying to tear the microphone out of the microphone base.
0: Okay, let's
1: leave. He's too talkative. <laughs> <laughs> Baby nation.
0: We have to get out of here. <laughs> okay, I just need to remember how to do that. <laughs> Wait, Cyril,
1: we're almost done, buddy. It's okay. Yeah, okay. no, it's okay. Cyril's going to cry right. over the the outro baby nation.
0: Yeah, Cyril, can you this is like you when you sing while I'm trying to fucking talk. Cyril, will you lay like a little bed of wailing over the outro baby nation? Please. Rate and review us on iTunes. Yep. I've been Tanner Greenring. I've been Jack Shepard. No, that's not how we do it. This week, Baby Nation, we read a book that was called Mind Your Own Business, Christy. Next week, we're reading a little book called Don't Give Up, Mallory. Oddly parallel construction there. That is weirdly, yeah. Did you notice how fucking Anna Martin changed the subject in her happy reading this week? <laughs> Don't introduce a new s- segment. Mind your own business, Christy takes place during spring vacation. Christy's family isn't going away, so Christy plans Crusher clinic for her softball team. When I was growing up, my family often visited relatives over spring vacation. <laughs> what the fuck? This is a book about how, like, Christy's dad... Walked out on her, and she had to take it out on her brother Charlie. And then there's car crimes. Yeah, and Anne's like, Uh, this takes place during the spring. I also have existed during springs. <laughs> I've lived through many springs. <laughs> I think that she's maybe not. This is like not like how a human would react to that. Yeah, just like well, Anne is better than us. Anne she's is evolved than beyond us.
1: human humanity. She is a
0: celestial being. Yeah. Is where I'm. What I'm getting at. And the celestial being next week." has served up a delicious platter for us called Don't Give Up, Mallory. No exclamation point. I'm looking forward to it. I don't believe Mallory is going to give up. I wonder what she's giving up on. Yeah, I don't think she's going to. Oh, okay. Hey, baby nation. Time to go. Heart out. Please, do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Also... Claudia's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. He's
1: just grabbing the (laughs) mic and putting it in his mouth. (laughs) He said this, Mwah! (laughs) Okay. I'm distracted by your baby. Do you want me to hide him? No, he's cute. He's cute. (laughs) Um, he's such a baby. Yeah, he's a real baby. He's got like a little round bald head. Yeah. He's just gawking at everything.
0: Do you want to grab the mic again? That's what he wants ultimately is to grab and like <laughs> the
1: mic. It's fun. Uh, Look yeah. how fun and complicated it is. Say something uh, to the mic, Squirrel. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> Baby Nation Jack's doing a thing where he puts his mouth on Cyril and goes and Cyril loves it. (laughs) It makes him giggle every time.
0: (laughs) That was a HeadGum Podcast.